You're listening to a lifestyle podcast with Lavoni and Sarah. Our goals to inspire good health and well-being, empowerment, beauty and joy, offering support and friendship as we share our journeys in the hopes it helps you. Hello, my friends, and thanks for tuning in to what was once the Waiting Room Podcast. I'm Lavoni, and together with my co-host, Sarah, we want to let you know our podcast has changed its name from the Waiting Room Podcast to simply Lavoni and Sarah. Now, along with the name change, we're doing some rebranding and developing a website, all very exciting, and we'd love you to come along on this adventure with us. Welcome to the second part of our conversation about the most important relationship you will ever have. How you feel about yourself, how that affects your relationships, and how those relationships can actually influence how you view yourself. Welcome to the Waiting Room Podcast, episode number nine. Sarah and Lavoni here. Um, We're going to dive straight into pick up where we left off in the last um, episode. We explained that we're actually recording two episodes today because Lavoni's um, away next week and actually this is a two-part conversation so it works really well Um, but that said just in case you want to check on what's happening we're not going to set any new goals because it's the same day for us right here (laughs) Um, and there's no update on the goals that we have set in the last episode so we'll pick that up next time round but um, let's just pick up where we left off then so we were saying that you know the relationship that we have with ourselves how we view ourselves has such an impact we gave some really good tips on how to sort of readjust and, and reconnect that but um I'm guessing we've both had really influenced relationships whether it's how we influence other people but it's more important I think to talk about in this episode is how they've influenced us and how we we you know think about ourselves don't we because of that yeah yeah I you know um in the episode eight I was talking about you know and I, I like again I hate to sound like you know this is all sort of very kumbaya but, you know, when you love yourself or like yourself even um, in a healthy way, it shows and mm-hmm. you attract people who love and respect you and appreciate you, right? Um, and that everything starts with how you feel about yourself. Well, if you don't feel good about yourself, the reverse applies to that. So if you're not liking yourself or don't think you're worthy – then you tend to attract toxic people or toxic relationships into your life. And I've certainly done that in the past. Yeah, I'm going to challenge you on that. Oh, okay. I used to think that myself. Oh, yeah? I did. I'm like, you know, how come I always seem to have people that are so broken and, you know, they need fixing and just wrong and all that sort of thing. And then this break that I described in the last... um, part of uh, this conversation where I did really really dig deep and had a good think about myself what I came to realize is that actually I don't think that's true I don't think we are attracting those people or attracting different people and we let it happen do you know what we have the confidence and the self-belief the self-love the self-value to just instantly put those people out of our lives we wouldn't even contemplate giving them our valuable time, mental energy, emotional energy. We just wouldn't do it. It was like, sorry, no, I'm, I'm worth more than that. And we don't have to make this big decision about it. It's an automatic process because we think more highly 
and value ourselves and our own time more highly. When we don't feel great about ourselves, when we don't have a high value of ourselves at all, we're willing to accept crumbs because we believe that's all that we're worth. Right. Which is kind of what and I said. Maybe I didn't say it in a very good no, no, way. But I, I agree. But I think you're saying that I don't think we do attract it any differently. I think all we do is rule them we out. Just like accept, we just accept it. So, so in the first, you're quite right. In the first now we I wouldn't. In our lives. As much. But because, because we didn't have the value of right. ourselves. So I don't think we do necessarily attract different people. But what we do is behave differently to those people that are put in front of us to quickly get rid of the people out of our lives that are not going to do us any good and invest more time in the ones that are. Right. But when you don't feel great about yourself, you probably don't even believe that you're worth talking to these people that are, that are so much higher value in your opinion than than ourselves so you put more time into these other crumbs do you see what i mean so oh I, I see right right yeah so i don't think that we are attracting different people i think we're behaving differently around people and then that's how it it naturally then hmm. flows that that because we don't have that's my opinion i don't think that there are different people being attracted i think we just behave differently around the ones that are in front of us and very quickly weed out all the crap and go i'm not willing to to right. give you my time see, or energy. i'm better at doing that now but many years yeah. ago, I was absolute crap at it. But that's and, because your value is you, you've worked out your own value better. Right, yeah. And, you know, I mean, my first marriage was a disaster. I've talked about this before. I married someone who um, was an addict. and He had a lot of problems. And, you know, I was 29 when I, when I married him and I thought that I could fix him. Well, he was uh -huh. abusive. He didn't hit me but he was verbally abusive which you know people say sticks and stones but that's not true i mean mm -hmm. words cut he was awful and you know he'd come home drunk and uh, all, all over and over and would smash the house up and da 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 so i had five years of this and just one day i decided and it was just i'm not doing this anymore yeah. i can't and i think that there comes a time even with yourself and deciding to get healthy, lose weight and stuff. There's just, a, there's a, there's a tipping point where you just mm -hmm. decide yeah. to fix the shit that's, or just get rid of it, you know? And so I told him I wanted a divorce. I made him leave the, the home um, and go and get some help. And he spiraled out of control and would call me and stalked me then for 14 months I had where I thought I was just wow. going to lose my shit. I'd have to park my car down the street in somebody else's, you know, carport so he wouldn't see it, so he didn't know I was home. Uh, he'd turn up and I'd flee there and race over to my sister's and there was one day where I turned up, I had different shoes on, or another day where I turned up, I had no shoes on, I just had to get out of the house and away from him. Jeez. Um, you know, the, the, I had my own business back then too, and he would call and leave abusive messages or he'd call and apologize and say he wanted to see me. And when I said no, um, then he'd, he'd get abusive and I'd get like 120, 130 calls a day. The police did step in, but, um, I ended up leaving and going overseas i came to to america twice i did that oh, wow. um, okay. just to get away from him well, i was and just about to say you know anyone god forbid that was listening that's in a similar situation how did you do that but that's quite a drastic um, I, I just oh well i had to 
And mm-hmm. so um, my aunt bumped into him one day. She didn't know how bad things were, but she bumped into him one day and said that I, oh, you know, Voni just got back from America. So he oh, knew I was home. So then it would all start again until eventually he, um, he did apologize and just left me alone. But um, I remember one day, because the man had just a crazy temper, the hospital called me and they thought he had a suspected broken neck because he'd got into a fight. And they couldn't, I mean, he was a big guy too, um, you know, six foot three, just strong. And, of course, you know, then your temper takes over Mm -hmm. too. Um, Asking me, could I come to the hospital to help calm him down. We weren't divorced at this stage. We were separated. And so they could run some, you know, tests and stuff. And I just, it was the hardest thing I've ever done, but one of them. Um, I said, no, no, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, where I'm not um, his wife. Well, I am, but we're separated and I'm not doing that. And from that moment, I didn't look back. Yeah, it was hell. Mm but I just set my, my boundaries. I was about to say that's the boundaries and that we talked about. Just yeah, yeah, it's just um, the, the toxic relationship was, you know, I mean, you don't get over something like that immediately. And I went and I think I had one session of counselling months and months, ages, ages later. And the lady said to me when I told her all the things that went on, the counsellor said to me, I can't believe that you have gone through all of that not on my own because I had my family around me, mm. but that I hadn't gone and, and spoken to anybody help. and yeah. got professional help and spoken to anybody about it. So, I mean, you know, that's something too. If people are struggling, like really struggling with the relationship that they're having with themselves, whether they're in a, like a funk or just beating themselves up, that that it is okay to, to talk to your doctor and say, can you send me yeah. to somebody? Because... I know here in the States, um, you know, a lot of health um, the health insurance will cover you going to do that. Okay. I mean, otherwise it can get expensive. But sometimes even just going to a couple of sessions can help. Yeah. It just yeah. gets all the shit that you have in your head out, which is what, you know, what you need. And see, strangely, when I was going through all of that with him, the one thing that I think saved me from not completely you know losing it i remember Mm. one day going to my mom and saying i feel like i'm going to have a nervous breakdown because he was just relentless in his pursuit um was that i i walked every day rain hail or shine it did not matter i went for a walk and i think that it did two things i lost a lot of weight and i it just help ease that stress that Mm -hmm. that burden so um but yeah doing you know like doing something like that working out i think is is a great healer it does make you feel better about yourself but also talking to someone and i'm you know i mean talking to someone that's not like a friend or a family member going and talking to somebody that has no idea so disconnected Yeah. yeah Um, because I think then you'll be, like, you know, more open and honest with them. But, you know, that's okay to do that and, and mm-hmm. it's a good idea to do that. So, you know, that's just a bit of advice for people out there. And, you know, validate your feelings too. I think yeah, absolutely. Important. And I think, you know, and, and as you just described, 
when you consider yourself as low value, you're willing to accept low value. So there was a time when potentially you weren't feeling that great about yourself. So you just kind of let this, you know, his behavior rumble for a certain period of time. But as that balance tips the other way, as you realize that actually you do have a higher value, his behavior wasn't acceptable. But that's really hard to do to find your own value when someone else is telling you or behaving in a certain way, isn't it, that makes you feel low value. So even if you know who you are, if someone else tells you often enough, mm. you know, gaslighting or whatever it might yeah. be, that that you're not worth that or you're not good enough or you're really poor at something or, you know, it does, it gets into your head, doesn't it? And it's not easy right. to get out of that. Not and easy at even all. Even if somebody isn't necessarily telling you those things too, it's their, their actions. You know, maybe yeah. if somebody has, an, you know, if your partner has an affair, or if they just pay you no mind, you know, if yeah. you're like invisible walking around, they don't notice you, they don't talk to you, you know, those think, things yeah. too, you know, can I make... I think that's where your own self-value gives you the validity to speak up. Right. So in my experience, when I didn't have very good value of myself I didn't feel confident enough or able to speak up about things that weren't right or were concerning me because I just thought oh number one you're fearful of the argument that's going to happen number two you just sort of think well they're going to say you know they're more important than me so they're going to say something which is then going to make me look silly or genuinely I had a fear that well they'll leave me they'll go and then right. what will I do because I'll right. be on my own and then what am I going to do because I'm not going to find anyone that's better because I'm such a low value and gen you know that sounds really sad but that's you know the sort of conversations that would run through your head or even not knowing that that's what you were outwardly thinking that is what was happening once you delve a bit deeper in your head that's what you think and I think that it takes you know all this time all this investment all of this space for you to suddenly realize I am of equal importance. I'm not more important, but I'm equally important in this relationship. To myself, I have to be the most important thing, which is not easy because we've talked about before, putting yourself over other people is not easy. But within a relationship, even within a friendship, I'm not just talking about, you know, partners here, within a friendship, there's going to be ups and downs. There's always going to be a time when one of you needs something more than the other and then it will flip the other way again. But as long as the majority of the time it works out as a balance then that's fine, isn't it? You know, there's going to be a time if you are talking about a partner who's having a hard time at work, so you're going to have to give a bit of support. There'll be a time when then you need a bit of extra, so it balances out. But I think until you can find that that equal balance within yourself, you will accept all these things that are being told to you, and then it just gets in so quickly. And, you know, I can give you an example. My friends always told me that I was a really good cook, really enjoyed my food. They used to enjoy coming around for dinner, I was in a relationship um, where he just put down my cooking all the time, all the time. What? And I can remember to start with thinking, really? I've always been told doing that to somebody. Oh, I was just, I could think, you know, I've always been told it's quite good, but maybe they were just bullshitting me and just trying to make me feel, you know, doubt started to creep in. Then what happened, it was a self-fulfilling prophecy. Do you know what happened? I used to start going wrong on every meal, something right. would go wrong. And I'm like, oh, God. And then I'd be embarrassed. I'm, like, I'm really sorry, but this didn't work tonight or that didn't work tonight. Anyway, that thank goodness that relationship came to an end. I was sad about it at the time, but thank goodness it did come to an end. Then afterwards, I suddenly 
realised it's like, what's a load of absolute rubbish? He was just someone that was really controlling and not very pleasant. Maybe he didn't like himself very much either. Well, probably. Um, And so I started cooking again and then people started going, oh, this is, you know, this is really great. And slowly, slowly, I'm not an amazing cook, but I'm an okay cook. I can cook. And so it just comes back. But you you have to force yourself to go through that pain of undoing what someone else has told you because it's it's like that um age old thing isn't it if you tell a lie often enough it becomes the truth right and that's what you believe to be true so if someone tells you something often enough you suddenly believe that to be true but that's really powerful because you can use that to your own advantage right if you tell yourself something often enough right it will become true so that's the other the that's other what i was i just wrote a note down is that you yeah. you know you think you like your friend you you were saying said that you're a good cook and that, you know, gives you confidence, you want to do more. It's like, you know, you praise somebody, they feel good and they yeah. want to do better or they want to keep doing, you know, something well. So, like, you don't need that praise from somebody else. Yes, it's nice. So why can't we do that? Why can't we praise yeah. ourselves for, like, a job well done, whether it's, you know, 10 minutes of exercise or, mm-hmm. or you know, some work that you've done or God, I managed to get through that or something. Just, you know, praise yourself because... So I guess that taps into the um, Mal Robbins high five thing. Right. She tells you, doesn't she tell you in the morning to give yourself a high five in the mirror? mirror. Have you ever done that? No. I tried it once. I felt like a dickhead, honestly. (laughs) Now... But then you've just got to keep doing it. You've got to keep doing it. And it's it's more about, um, you know, something... She talks about what it does to your brain... And how she said that she felt like a bit of an idiot doing it to begin with, mm-hmm. but just how it, it does something in your brain, it reverses something or does, I, I need to listen to it again. But, um, yeah, the high-fiving in the mirror. But children yeah, do, don't they? Bony, you know, you're cool. But Children are quite happy to sort of give themselves recognition when they've done something well. They're like, yeah, look at me, I've done it well. They don't have this extra level, layer of thinking of feeling embarrassed or feeling like they should be you know, sort of hiding themselves away. They're like, oh, no, I'm good at this. Look at what I can do. Right. So little kids. Yeah, because they're really not good. told by adults then, to not do that. And then it gets knocked that. out of you as you get older. Right. Exactly. I used to um, dance in the waiting room at the doctor's. I used to, you know, get up and dance. <laughs> Clearly I couldn't have been that sick if I was doing that. <laughs> it was encouraged, you know, and you know, I'd do the hula and just, you know, dance around. Can you imagine yeah. doing that as an adult? Be like, oh, my God, the woman's lost her mind. I did see a lady once walking down the street dancing. Oh, good for her. And when I looked and thought, your first instinct as an adult, I think, she's a nut. What's she doing? Right. And then I sort of corrected myself and thought, good for her. She's right. obviously just having a really great day. Yeah. Then why not? And yeah. It's all about how you change your, I'm really getting better at changing my judgment on people rather than, you know, thinking these things. Just going, well, let them do what they want. You know, right. It's not hurting anyone. That's their and, business. Exactly. Yeah. And see, that also is something I was thinking about when we were doing our last podcast too, is that how anybody thinks of you is their business. And that's Mm -hmm. something to remember. It really has nothing to do with them, uh, with you. They can think whatever they like because that's their business. Yeah. It's, It's you focus on yourself and how you think about yourself, not what other people think about you. And I think that links quite well with not having a dependency. So if you're so dependent on somebody else to make to validate yourself and to make you feel better, their power over you is massive, isn't it? Right, yes. If you're not dependent on them, 
then all of a sudden it, their power is, you know, halved or whatever, because actually, yes, they, of course, everyone has an influence over what you think or feel, particularly if they're very close to you, because they do matter to you. Right. But it can't be the everything. It can't be the be all and end all. And um, there's a guy that um, I followed a long time ago, called, I don't know if you've heard of him, called Matthew Hussey. He's um, basically he's a dating sort of guru guy. But, but what he does is talk all about making you know your value and making you the best version of you you can be and then everything else will then fall into place right rather than chasing and this is the thing i made a decision years ago i'm not chasing any longer i'm just not doing it um so instead of chasing someone or chasing a relationship and trying to mold it to make it work which i've definitely been guilty of in my previous years you know of going oh this it'll be okay because it will i'll force it into making it okay just to forget all of that, concentrate on you, add all of the good stuff into your life that you want to do, and then you've got something brilliant to match up with someone else when you meet. You can evaluate it. Is this working because we're benefiting each other? Or if it's not, then just let that one be and move on and, you right. know, and, and yeah, just one day you'll it. meet some. No, exactly. Because yeah. I think everyone, it's quite easy to do that, isn't it? To try and force to make things right. One um, big influence on I think how we see ourselves as our family you know Mm -hmm. members of our family and you know I mean some parents can be cruel some members of our family can you know be awfully cruel but my brother-in-law said to me one time I don't think he'd mind me saying this just because they're family it doesn't mean that you have to like them or love them and Mm -hmm. you know I'm lucky that I think I do love, you know, my family and, and I'm close even with my cousins and, you know, we stay in touch. I see them when I go home, all but one of them. Um, and, you know, same when I go to England, I see, you know, some of my cousins there. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why I go over there to see my, my aunt and uncle. But I think family can have such a bearing on how you see yourself. I am of the grandchildren. I'm the youngest. So mm-hmm. I've often felt like, you know, little phony, which some of my sister's friends, my sister's eight years older than me, um, you know, still call me that, little phony. Phony mm-hmm. is like, that's what family and friends will call me. Um, and I've felt that because I'm the youngest, that I've not been heard. And, you know, people right. might disagree with, with me. Uh, you know, I'm sure my sister would. But there are times when that doesn't happen where I pipe up and say something and it, it gets, you know, shot down and I feel a bit resentful for that. And, and I Mm. think part of it comes because I am the youngest, but I'm, I'm trying, you know, not to take that on board so much as I used to. Um, although it still happens, not with everybody in the family, but with some people. Um, and I know it's, you know, because I am, I'm, you know, little Vony, um, and that's still how they they view me. So I think that's, you know, something that you can't just, you know, if it's a, a bad relationship with your spouse or a friend that's just being a spiteful bitch or whatever, you can walk away from that, but you can't necessarily yeah. walk away from your family. I think you can either address it, which I hate to do because, as you know, I hate confrontation, mm-hmm. or you have to find a way of, of just not letting it get, to you and thinking yeah that's that's not necessarily your issue it's theirs 
Um, and that, that's, once again, it's their business, what they think of you. But it you is, can, and if you can smile through it, that helps, doesn't it? You know, sometimes the every, families are human beings. Everyone is their own independent, independent person. So there's going to be so different personalities and all you've grown up with it so you know them very well right. but they're still you know still different people from mm-hmm. you and so these little quirks you just I think well, that's a, another way of dealing with it it's just have a bit of a smile maybe roll your eyes occasionally and actually just sort of think well that's just them and as long as it's not really spiteful or hurtful or you know intentionally trying to to do something to you just I think if you can just try and let it wash over you that helps doesn't it unless right. it's really really important because I think that's the other thing when you know people so well which is of, often the case with your family um they'd say things to you that they wouldn't dream of saying to someone else right. wouldn't they? that's the thing because you're so close and so you've just got to make that decision do I react or do I just let it go past yeah because just festering on it like I, yeah something happened a, a few years ago um two maybe two years ago in my family and with me and I like, God, fested on that. Mm. Seriously. And I think, well, that's going to be on my piece of paper that I'm going to burn because I have to let (laughs) it go. I mean, you know, I could bring it up. Yeah. People would remember because it was, it was quite the, the to do. And it was a very sad time. My mum had taken um, ill and we'd all sort of gathered around to, to be together because my mum played mum to my cousins as well. Right. Um, and we'd all gathered around at my sister's to, you know, just to support each other and everybody had gone to see mum. And then, you know, this horrible argument broke out. And very unusual. This has never happened that I have yeah. seen with my family. And, um, and, you know, one of my cousins took his family and left. And and then came back the next day to talk to me about um, uh, the, the subject matter. And I felt right. like he was, you know, he's been CEO of companies and I felt like, you know, I was one of his subordinates or my um, other members of my family didn't see it like that. But that has festered with me because mm-hmm. I think, you know, I can have a different opinion. I can also yeah. question other people's opinion. That's my business doesn't mean just because your opinion differs that it's right but you know that's something that I need to let go but I felt very disrespected and that my voice wasn't being heard it was handled quite badly and I thought he was a selfish prick for walking out like that I've since seen him it's fine I love him you know yeah and um and have a, a good relationship with him but um at the time it was it was quite awful and I felt very alone and I think, you know, don't be the victim, be the victor. And yeah. I just need to write it down and move on. But maybe that's maybe that thing, of, as you described there, of just thinking that's their business. If they want to think that, then right. that's their business. Right. And it doesn't make it right. You know, it's, it is what it is. And that's it's not an easy thing to do. But if you can master that ability of just letting them take their opinion and their you know and their passion right. all of that sort of stuff and just let that sit with them and then you just look after yourself and fo- like we said earlier, you know earlier focus on what you want and what your life is going to be that's a really really good way of handling situations like that because otherwise you you can't control what people think and you can't control what people do all you can control is yourself and that's it and then I think too you know emotions get high and you come at things from from an emotional mm-hmm. point of view rather than a logical 
point of view. Yeah. I um, worked with a guy, great guy, and he would, um, you know, he and his wife would clash and fight. And, and I kept saying to him, work on yourself. Like, don't mm-hmm. look at all the things she needs to change. Look at you and you need to, you know, like, what can you do? to make yourself better hey that's good i saw something this morning which actually fits in that quite well and i've never seen it before you might have done but it was a, a video and there was a jug of water and it's completely clear or cup of water and she got a spoonful of dirt and she put the spoonful of dirt in the water have you seen this nope. and she stirred it up and she said this is life okay so life is the cup of water and the dirt is all of the shit that inevitably is going to come along because it is because that's life. You know, things are going to happen. So put it in the water, stirred it all up. So it's all murky and you're still thinking, oh, you should have now look, it's tainted the entire of your life. And what you can do is use all your energy trying to scoop up those bits of dirt to get them out. So she used using a spoon and she was trying to get them all out. But she said, and look what's happening. Every time I try and get some of the dirt out, some of the, the good stuff, some of life is coming out right. of it as well. So she kept doing it, she kept doing it. She's like, I'm getting it out, but look what's happening. My, you know, the, the water's going down, it's still all cloudy. And she said, now look what happens. So she got a great big jug of water and she poured it into the cup and she kept pouring and she kept pouring and she kept pouring. And of course, all of the dirty water that was in there rose up, came out of the top and came out of the glass. And then she said, and now look. So there's still tiny little bits left right, in there. But, but they could just settle at the bottom. The glass was, was predominantly clear water. Right. And she said, if you focus on adding more and more and more good stuff into your life, eventually the dirty stuff becomes less important or it'll flow out or it'll sink to the bottom. Right. And it hasn't clouded your whole, your whole being. Yes. But if you use all of your energy on trying to get the stuff out of the way and gone yeah. you're losing all of the good stuff as well and you're expanding and energy it's literally on it. a losing battle because you're never going to do it so the way to succeed is to pour more of the good stuff in right and it just forces the other stuff out and i was like what a great analogy, analogy. that's exactly like you were talking there focus on yourself right pour more of the good stuff into yourself and the rest of it will just settle. It'll work out, and it will, or it will just still be there, but it'll be at the bottom, and it won't be so important anymore. Because right. you know, it's like that thing they say: will it be? Don't sweat the small stuff. Will it be important ten years time, or even a year's time? Probably right. not. You know, just try to sort of shrink stuff. So that was interesting. I saw that this morning. That's exactly as you described. You yeah. know, focus on you, and the rest of it will sort itself out. Right. I mean, there's some things you just can't, and there's awful things, and you know, there's yeah, things that like make abusive your heart relationship break. and stuff. Yeah. Like that. Or illness yeah. or you know loss this right. makes your heart break and there's nothing you can but do we're about we're talking about things. more of a day-to-day we're talking about the coping of the everyday right the, you know because that's a different thing and and unfortunately there's you know there's coping mechanisms for that or not you know but right all of that aside there's sort of the day-to-day smaller crappy stuff right um and a bit like you were just saying with arguments i'm a big fan of sleeping on it you know i often say that to my son sleep on it Sleep on a decision. I don't mean sleep on an argument necessarily, but before you make a big decision, sleep on it. Because isn't it amazing how something seems so different the next day than it did the first day? Right. You know, what's like like writing an email? Yeah. Yeah. Or sending a nasty text to somebody. Just having that. That's where you're just governed by emotions and you just react. Yeah. A a reactive thing. Massive to say. Yeah. Give it 24 hours. Yeah. Sleep on it. 
review it again tomorrow and if it's important enough it'll still be worth sending but you might reword it you know because the passion has been settled a little bit where you've perhaps called them all the names under the sun you might take those bits out or whatever and you still can get your core argument across because your value is still high and you've got your boundaries but um yeah I think there's something to be said for that as well but and don't don't go near any device if you're fighting with somebody like a spouse or a family member or whatever don't um, just leave your devices. Don't go near those. Don't go near a knife. No, don't <laughs> like go near a knife. Near no, knife. <laughs> especially if you've had a few drinks. Don't um, pick up your, you know, your oh phone or get on your computer and you know do the whole bottle of yeah. Merlot email or or text or whatever. Just give it some time. But we I think you know the all. same. We can say the same thing about ourselves too. You know, mm. When you like you said you in the last um, episode that your week just went awry and you didn't treat yourself how you would like to. Mm -hmm. So um, rather than, you know, dwelling on it or sending yourself the nasty email or, you know, Sarah, you didn't, you know, you screwed up or whatever, you just percolate on it for for a bit and think, no, I'm just going to gather myself and go on. You know, exactly. that's all you can do. You know, from this point in time, I'm going to get back on, you know, on track. So, yeah. you know, same applies to yourself too. You were talking about, um, you know, that lady with the, the jug of water. And I think that um, for people, you know, you get so set in your ways and so set in how you treat yourself that to find things, they could be small, they could be big or whatever, that like to lean into things with with curiosity and joy, like maybe find a, you know a new hobby or something, uh-huh. just to just that gives you joy. Whether it's planting a garden, it doesn't have to be anything, you know. Big. Do you know what? So often people do that if they've just come to an end of a relationship, if they've had a breakup. What's the first thing they do? They suddenly start to get work on their health. They go and find a new hobby. They get busy, don't they? They do stuff, all right. things that they enjoy. And I'd be like, well, do that even when you're in a relationship. Right, right. You know, it's not it, – the reason, potentially, it hasn't worked as well as you would like it to do is because you have completely lost yourself and you haven't got anything fresh to add and they haven't got anything fresh to add to you. Right. You've got to have your own interests. You've got to have your own passion for your own life before you can share that with someone else. As I've learned, this is me sort of preaching now because I certainly wasn't like this before. Um but if you think about it, it's like when you've, when you've had a breakup, that's when notoriously people then have this complete fresh start on themselves and they look amazing and they do right. all these interesting yeah. things and stuff. And then all of a sudden they just stop doing it when they're in a relationship. Right. No, so like why? No. Yeah, Keep why? Keep investing in yourself. Exactly. Keep believing that you're the best version of you that you can be because do you know what? Then your friend or your partner or your, you know, or your work colleagues whatever, will give – the same vibe, you know, vibrations back and right. you both operate at that level. And and if they don't, well, move on. Right. Move on and go and – because that's the point. You should be around people that make you feel the best version of you that you can be because if they're constantly dragging you down, then you've got to have a serious think about whether it's worth it or not, haven't you? Right, exactly, exactly. I think, you know, we're um, conditioned to put out ourselves last. So when we do go into – a relationship you often I don't know I think it's easier to take the focus off yourself and and on somebody else 
you know, I don't know. It yeah, seems, I think it's so. easier. I think it seems like less work. Less. Sorry, did that make a big bang? <laughs> it did make a, it did make a loud noise. Did Sarah's you know, microphone I did everybody. just I just hit the deck. It did hit the deck. She dropped the mic. I t- look at that. I'm so <laughs> down with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> right, I do um, apologise. But yeah, I think before you know, when you're in any of these relationships, like I said, it doesn't matter what it is. Um, it starts with the, the healthy relationship you have to have with yourself. And so, okay, so ways to do that mm-hmm. are uh, to check in with yourself and validate your feelings. So uh, yesterday, before we started recording the last podcast, I had said to Sarah, oh, I felt I felt like this black cloud was over me, not grey. Like, and uh, So I started journaling and writing, 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 and all of a sudden I felt – that just a glimmer of hope. I said it was like a, did I, did I talk about this? Yeah, or, did. I didn't talk about it to you, but did I talk about it on the podcast? Yeah, like well, just seeing you. that little glimmer of, yeah. of light. Yes. So, because, and I think it was because I validated my feelings. Like I feel shit. I feel mm. depressed, but in doing that, it made me feel better, a yeah. bit better. Granted, I you know wasn't skipping around the house, but it did make me feel yeah, a bit yeah. better. So I think that that's something that people can do to validate your feelings, whether you're validating them to a person or whether you're just writing them down or just internalizing that you're validating how they are. It doesn't mean you know you want to furnish them and stay there if they're mm-hmm. bad feelings, but just to validate them because I think that's the same for a lot of people. A lot of people like you know kids or or, you know, spouse, it's maybe being moody or whatever. They just want their feelings validated. So I think yeah. that's one thing how you can help themselves. But to make time for the things that you enjoy, that could yeah. be, you know, cooking a roast chicken dinner or just, like I was saying, leaning leaning into things with curiosity and joy, finding a hobby or just doing something that, you know, that you like. Um, setting some boundaries, so sticking up for yourself doesn't mean that every conversation has to be an argument because that could possibly be with my husband but um just you know learning the hill to to die on but definitely Mm -hmm. setting boundaries and they need to be clear boundaries it can't be like you set a boundary one day and the same thing happens the next and you know what i mean you have to be consistent with them um journaling that helps therapy um is another thing we talked about that um, because mentally, if you do these things and you, you know, and you learn to like yourself better, if like me that, you know, you struggle with that, um, it can improve like my mental health, your connection with others, your productivity. That's another thing for me yeah. is when I'm really beating myself up, I find, and it's a, oh gosh, it's a catch too thing that my productivity goes down, that I'm not producing the the work that I want to. But then at the same time, when I'm not doing that, I talk to myself bad. You know what I mean? Just goes around and around like a mouse in a wheel. Um, You know, nurture yourself a bit. And that doesn't necessarily mean you have to go and, you know, have a massage or whatever, although that does sound nice. But um, just do things that make you, could be sitting having a cup of tea, reading a book. Just nurture yourself. Um, I think- and I would put in there sort of it included for your day, and we spoke about it in a previous podcast, is about 
dressing for your day is included yes. in that nurture, isn't it? Dress yeah. for your day, spend a few extra minutes making yourself feel like you're happy with how you're presenting yourself to the world. Because right. there's something to be said about getting up, getting dressed, and getting out there. Making even it bad, yeah. Yeah, even when you don't feel like it, get up, get dressed, put your lipstick on and go and do it. Right. You know, they say sort of straighten your crown and off you go. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think there is, isn't there? Right. Just, even when it, it becomes a self-fulfilling thing, you know, even when you feel like you just don't want to do it, shower, dress, straighten your crown and off you go. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's part of the nurture thing is just to just give yourself that little boost. And that's what you would do for someone else, isn't it? If someone else felt really rotten you would look after them that right. way. So just do the same thing for yourself. You take them out to lunch or you'd bring over, you know, cake. Or just make a nice cup of coffee or Make whatever. a cup of coffee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, if these things aren't working, like if somebody really feels, I mean, I'm not talking about the, the depressive, I want to go and slip my wrist kind of thing or that you're just in, a, not not a funk. I hate to diminish anybody that that suffers terribly with depression no if you're truly but, depressed that's something then, then that's yes a, that's yeah. where i think like talking to a therapist talking to your doctor and you know maybe looking at ways to to help that um is is better so i'm you know i'm talking about things that that you can do on a, an easier level yeah. and i you know food don't um anybody that's listening don't discount how much food plays into how you think Mm -hmm. about yourself and your mental state because if you're nurturing yourself that also means eating well not overeating small meals nutrient dense so you know if you're eating crap and lots of sugar you're going to beat yourself up it's just going to be a a shit fight it really is you're not going to feel good and you're going to have that conversation. The guilt's going to set in. You get right or wrong. You're going to have that conversation with yourself about, you know, shoulda, woulda, coulda, whatever. And it just yep. perpetuates. So, you know, a little bit of exercise, 10 minutes even, you know. Yep. You were saying stay hydrated because that yes. means. Massively helps. Oh, your brain needs water, okay. I mean, your body does, but your brain needs water. Um and then, you know, eat nutritious food. I think they're vital to how we, we think about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Try some, you know, self-care. Around the same time every day. I think that's where the routine that we've talked about in the past comes into Yeah, your brain recognises what's going to happen, doesn't right. it? Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Alrighty. So if anybody has got uh, any sort of tips or things that they do yeah that's different from anything yeah that talked or about. a good book you know like yeah. a good sort of self-help book because yeah. i mean this all really you know sarah and i talk about these things at the crux of it all of course is you know the weight loss um and you know weight gain weight loss is you know wanting to lose weight wanting to get healthier but all these things are at the at the crux of of that yes yeah. You know, well, living life, why. living life well, isn't it? And that's right, the why. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, if you want to lose weight, and I've said this before, you can go on any diet and lose weight, obviously, if you stick to it. But yeah. if you haven't dealt with the fundamentals 
of why you put on weight in the first place, it's going to come back and haunt you. It, it will is. come back so, on and you won't stick to it. So this is all part of, you know, that um, a lifestyle change, lifestyle choices. And and this is one of the most important things in this whole yeah. thing. Well, it, yeah. it, it is the most important thing is how you see yourself. If you keep seeing yourself as somebody that, you know, you think you screw up, you don't think you're worthy, you, you talk negative things to yourself constantly you're going to keep going round and round That's on that merry-go-round. <laughs> That's what you believe. Yeah. And, you know, I was Sarah and I have talked about before too is the whole fake it till you make it thing. But, mm -hmm. you know, if you've got to do that, then do it. You know, you just be kind. I mean, be kind to yourself. It sounds so, uh, sounds so easy to do. And, you know, and then appreciate the days that you don't as well because it's like any relationship. Yeah, yeah. It ebbs exactly. and flows. It's not always yeah. going to be rah-rah, God, I'm fabulous. Um, and I think it's give it time because it's a it's a learning thing. We have learnt, you know, for years to not like yourself or to put yourself down or you know. Um, so, I think it's to judge yourself, isn't it? You just judge, constantly judge yourself. Yeah. yeah. So um, you know, it's not going to happen overnight to to reverse that. You know, if you have these little quirk things like I was talking about, I think in episode eight where I criticize myself for it because I'm like a bull in a china shop um, where my husband laughs at it. Just learn to laugh at some of the things yeah. that you do. Maybe don't take yourself so seriously all the time. Um, even with work, you know, uh, unless you're somebody operating on someone's brain or, you know, something like that, then that's different. But, you know, I say to people too, sometimes when I'm on a photo shoot styling, and something, you know, a cake's not working out or it's sinking or something doesn't look right and people get all in a panic. I think, oh, gosh, it's just food. Yes, we yeah, want this to look cake, good. But, yeah, but look, yeah. you know, let's just reassess how can we how can we do this differently or, you yeah. know, present it differently or something like that. It's not brain surgery. It's not a life or death situation. So, you know, give yourself a little slack and have a bit of a laugh at, at your you know, self every now and yes. again. Hey, shouldn't we? We should all learn to do we that. Should. And, we should. you know, just be kind. Be kind to yourself. I'm going to go through the day being kind to myself, which is going to mean and after I get off this podcast, I'm going to um, work out and then I'm going to go and deliver uh, a poo to Ramsey's vet. Not my poo, by the way. That would be Ramsey's. <laughs> I'm not sure this is quite what we were expecting. <laughs> I've been um, following her around with the, like this teeny tiny little scoop to go into oh, a vial because he was, yeah, he was sick on the weekend. Oh. So um, like just waking us up constantly throughout the night sick. So then they, you know, had taken to the vet and they gave me this little thing and they said, you need to collect a sample. I'm like, oh, God. Uh, well, that's easier than a wee sample. Have you ever tried to collect a, a wee sample? Oh, I'm sure you probably nightmare. stop. Yeah, I bet. Gosh. <laughs> anyway, so I'm going to do. I'm going to do that well, today. Nice. That would be nice. Set, and then you can set fire to your mountain of yes. That's <laughs> carried around. I'm going to do that. Bridges. Uh huh. I'm going to do that as well. I have to tr try and remember to video it because Please do. I want to see it. And then you know, suddenly between, like I said, between that. Like I'm doing an internal purge 
So I'm purging yeah. on the house and now I'm going to do an internal purge. God, it probably won't happen just, you know, in one day. I need well, to probably not. Uh, it sounds like you've got a few. I know, right? Gosh, I'm gonna get maybe I need to write them out, like type them out on the computer. <laughs> I can type faster than I can write. It'll be just like a stream of paper. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh and miracles. And then I'll let you all know because we you know, we'll be yeah. talking again yeah, in yeah, like we'll what, like it, two we'll, weeks. And we'll share it on our own. Oh, no, one week. Story. Yeah, I'll let you all know how I feel. If it had any bearing on how I'm, my state of anyway. mind right yeah I'll, i hope it works for you i know i you know anyway. i think it does i'm just going to get them out and not read them back there you go yeah don't keep going over them no write them once and then off they go right so um so this is episode what are we at episode nine, nine. and then oh, yeah. gosh and we always like to talk about what we're doing in the um the following episode which will be episode 10 obviously yeah. Oh, what are we going to talk about, Sarah? Because we haven't decided that. We always decide. We plan these ahead. We do normally decide. But because um, we're, we're doing um, two back-to-back, we have, oh, we have talked that. about maybe guilt. How about guilt? I think, yes. I think guilt's a good one. Yeah. I because think I think it one. can influence oh. a lot of things we've talked about today, but it can influence your choices. And, yeah. Let's oh, and it guilt. just eats away at you, too. Yeah. It does. Yes. Okay. okay. So, um, episode ten, um, which will be the next one after this, is uh, going to be about guilt. So, stay tuned for that one. You've been listening to the yeah. Waiting Room podcast with Sarah and Lavoni. Thanks for tuning in, and make sure you subscribe to us. We um, we now on Facebook, so I think it's like Facebook dot com backslash um, backslash back. <laughs> anyway yeah the waiting, the waiting room, room podcast <laughs> um so we're on facebook so please follow us like us on that and uh we're also on um instagram as well instagram. Yeah. yeah so give us a follow and you know we put out recipes as well um sarah does some really great motivational quotes on instagram i might have to steal some of those to put on yeah. to uh, to facebook and we're going to well. start to um I think it would be really helpful. We've just started at the top tips, I think, from each episode so people can then revisit those right. if they want to. Um, so they can then, you know, per episode, find our top five tips from each one. Right. So that might help when they're trying to approach each one of those subjects. Yeah, yeah. So they those I put onto um, my website, which is freshhunger.com. So the one from um, two weeks ago, which was parenting, I um, have put that one on. Um, and then I will put the the self awareness yep. the the relationship that you have with yourself. I will put that up there as well. Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We're watching. We're hoping to do, that, do in that. that in the future. We are going to do that in the future. And also, glorious faces, right? <laughs> and then um, on the next episode too, we'll have to talk about um, my trip coming up. But yes, we'll, I'll we wait know. and talk about that. All right. Okay. Okay. Talk to you soon. See you in the next one. Bye, Bye. now.